Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 40. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. And that is Andy Traub, I promise. He's just got a congested nose. Oh! Sorry. <laughs> I won't do that again. I won't do that again. Yeah, we promise. He won't do that again. I'm serious. I had you on Skype and I'm like, is that, I mean, is that really Andy or is that somebody else? That is Mr. Snuffleupagus's cousin. Nice. So Andy, what is going on in the world of business and technology for you, my friend? Things are good. Things are very good. Uh, Technology continues to evolve and grow and that means people need help. Awesome. uh, People, uh, people are... (laughs) For you know, I feel bad about this sometimes, honestly, Cliff, because I have uh, some friends that work in traditional media, which I would say, you know, television, radio, advertising, things like that. And I'm just more and more getting people who are abandoning that for utilizing social media to to get their community together and their their clients closer to the brand. And it's uh, business is good. That is good to hear. So you, the consulting business, everything going good there, number of hours and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm having what what I said at the start of the year was to have less clients with more per client and that's definitely happening. And uh the membership site for those who want to build and manage your own WordPress site is still uh being built and working on that and my work with my VA is going well. So I feel like I'm I'm not on all cylinders because um of of pursuing a balanced life because I've got this little cold here but in general things are good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Are you still working from home? Have you thought any more am, about that situation? I am still working from home, and uh, that's you know that's okay for now. So it's not a it's not an essential right for, right now for me. And I have a very understanding wife who you know takes the kids away when I need to record tutorials and things like that. Right. So in general, things are uh, things are really good. Very good to hear. All right. Well, we're going to jump into some technology stuff. Um, we we uh, I noticed that you put the app of the week in the front of the show here. Sure. Let's All just right? get it out of the way. Let's give them the good stuff right away. All right. Well, my app of the week this week is yet another iPhone application. This one, however, I haven't tried it yet. So I want to actually mention it. <laughs> I want to mention it to somebody and see if anybody else buys it and tries it. And uh, if you have the ability to do a review for us, I'd love to hear it. Uh, but this one is called DocSign. All right, DocSign, D-O-C-S-I-G-N. Uh, what DocSign does is it's an application that allows you to bring a PDF document that somebody emails to you and says, hey, I need you to sign this and send it back to me. Well, you know, who wants to print out all that paper and then go in and sign it and then scan it, turn it back into a PDF document and send it back to them? Well, the idea of this iPhone application is that you will be able to pull up that document, I guess, and sign it in some way. And uh, then, of course, just send it back to them as a signed PDF document. Nice. All right. So if anybody out there has the ability to uh, uh, and and a use for that, it is an iPhone app and it's available in the iPhone or Apple store and I'll... Um, probably go look for the link right now as Andy tells us about his app of the week. Yeah, my app of the week is one I think we've discussed before, but I'm finding myself using it more and more, so I want to remind our listeners if we haven't discussed it already, which is Air Video. I think it's about four bucks. Basically, it turns your uh, iPad into an external monitor. And something that I had forgotten to mention maybe before is it's not just an external monitor, but it also... Uh, in a sense that you can use your mouse on it, but it still retains its touch screen capability. So, you know, if you're used to, you know, touching your screen, it doesn't turn that off. So it's it's interesting to interact with the web in a, in a truly touch format uh, on an external monitor. So, um, you know, I've seen uh, some people actually are using it for uh, editing uh, music files and things like that and setting sound levels. 
with some different programs they have. But I put a, a, a pick that I had taken this week while I was at a coffee shop uh, in the chat there. Um, and I, I actually, I think I'm on the air video page. They put a, a, a picture of my sort of office set up because I just find it to be really helpful to have more than one monitor. Uh, and um, it's it's a pretty slick app for you know doubling your monitors for just a few dollars. So definitely check out Air Video. Very cool. Awesome. And you know what? I may have totally butchered that because I think it's Air Display. Yes, I'm sorry. Air Display. Air Video is the one you can stream videos live within your network. So my apologies. I have them both. I love them both. But Air Display is the one we're talking about. Is it the same company? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I have Air Video, and Air Video I use to stream videos off of my PC yes. over to my iPad when I yes. you know, don't want to switch it over and make it format to the H.264 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, also a great one. So there's a two-for-one deal. Two-for-one. I have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so what's the tech news of the week? Kmart gets it? Yeah, I thought this was really interesting. Kmart is pulling user reviews of video games and displaying them next to video games in their stores. And I think this is just a great example of, you know, the first level, obviously, of, of selling your goods is to have prepackaged advertising messages that are very polished and so on and so forth. The next is to employ people that are knowledgeable of the games and of the, you know, whatever the item is that you're selling. And I think the last level is to give user reviews. Amazon does a phenomenal job of this, of having users you know, talk about the product, and those carry a tremendous amount of weight. So what Kmart is doing now in their video game section is they are pulling user reviews of games and displaying them right next to the, uh, right next to the, the display items from just you know, normal, normal users. And I think that is a great progression of using the community that is around your brand and, and giving them a voice. And so I just think Kmart, which you wouldn't think Kmart gets it when it comes to you know doing things social and the use of technology, but obviously are pulling in and filtering reviews and then actually putting them in your store. So something I think that could be applied to all kinds of businesses. You know, if you own a specialty shop and you have an item that you sell that's very popular have one of your customers write a review for it and put it right next to it. And that way it's not you selling the item, it's another customer selling the item. Right. So Very cool. I'm looking, you know, I'm browsing around. I, so far I've clicked on two, uh, you know, I, I, let me see, Relevance. Do they have, to, okay, top seller. So I'm going to go to their top seller and it looks like Alien Wake is their top seller. So I'm going to click on here. I'm looking to see if, any, if I can find one that has an actual review and 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 to clarify they are doing these in the store oh so, yeah that's the big difference is they're now when you go to the store and you look at a game right in front of the the games not all of them but some of them they'll have a user review so the point is when you're actually in the store and you kind of have to rely on a service person if you can find one right they're putting them you know they're taking it from the web and they're actually printing them off and putting them in front of games in the store. Oh. And, and I think that's really relevant because, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, they own a, a small to medium-sized business. Maybe they are selling goods. And, you know, I think it's just a great way of, of you don't have to be the pitch man or pitch woman for your product anymore. You can let your customers do that for you. And I think it's interesting that a large chain like Kmart would be willing to give their community a voice like that. Very cool. Yeah. I, I like that the you know they're giving people a voice and and stuff. I I, I, w- I would be interested to actually see how they carried out. That I think that would be you know I, I haven't been in a Kmart in forever. <laughs> Honestly, most, most people haven't. I don't know that this is actually going to get me to actually go there. But uh, no, probably not. If anybody shops at Kmart and you buy video games there, or you happen to go into the electronics department, let us know what your thoughts are on it. I went to their website, and there's certainly a section for customer reviews. I clicked on their top seller and several other games, and not a single review to be found from a customer. And so I don't know where in the world they're getting these reviews. Yeah, I'm from. not sure where they're getting them from. I know it's in the in the Mash Bar article that I linked to. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. All right, um, I'll tell you a, a brand that I absolutely love and that gets it. Uh, and and I did an entire episode devoted on this. Is Old Spice. <laughs> Oh, yes, they do. Oh my gosh, 
I have never I it, it I am actually more excited about what happened this week with Old Spice than I have with all of the Apple, you know, you know, Mac switcher ads. Yeah, it's 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 not just smart, it's fun. And it's it's smart because it is so much fun, but you know, did you see the guy Kawasaki one? No, I didn't see the guy Kawasaki <laughs> one. And what we're talking about, just to remind folks, is Old Spice spokesperson and I don't remember his name, but very talented guy. Um, he looks a lot like Cliff and I with our shirts off. Um, uh, this this guy was this amazing voice and you know totally you know toned body. He's just this, this great spokesperson, and it's like a mockery of all that is manly. Um, and and he is responding to people's questions via uh, YouTube and Twitter um, as they submit them to him. He's responding to them via YouTube videos, and but they're very personalized. They are they're very specific answers, but they have these great writers who have written these responses that are just so inventive and so clever and so funny. And his his response to Guy Kawasaki, who wrote him some question, was um, Guy Kawasaki. My only question for you is: Is there a girl Kawasaki? And he just goes on and on and on. And but this, the tone that they have is. And there's one that he responds to a guy, and the guy's username is like a, a series of letters and numbers. Did, yeah. did you have seen that one? No, I haven't <laughs> seen that one. And, and so, he, so he responds to him is like, so all I have to say to you, uh, 9764394, is, and he opens his mouth and it makes this like computer sound, like a dial-up modem or something. Oh, that's Like he's talking awesome. like a computer. And it, they're just all so unique, and, and they're also to the point and, uh, you know, they've, they've tapped into a lot of different people within pop culture. I think Alyssa Milano was one of the people that got answered. I mean, just these random people that are, yeah. you know, straight, you know, there's non, you know, non-famous people as well. Uh, but I just think it's, it's a great use of that medium and um, they're, they're getting it. So I'm a, I'm a proud, hey guys, proud Old Spice user. Great. Listen to that. Oh, man, is my video not going to work? Because it's, oh, here we go. Let's try this. Oh, goodness. We're going we're gonna to pl- hit play. If this works, then it'll work. But if not, we'll say forget it. Hey, Guy Kawasaki. Thanks for spreading the word about my video responses on Twitter. Is there a girl, Kawasaki? Is she painted pink while you're... Yeah, YouTube's not f- moving fast enough. But anyway. That's all right. We heard enough. Yeah, definitely. Go go and check it out. Uh, Twitter.com slash Old Spice. And of course, I c- encourage people to check out Social Media Serenity. Uh, dot com and look for episode 49 it's called the new old spice and we got some great audio there but yeah Sweet. love it I, I tell you what th- did you hear that he ended it you know they they actually announced the end of that campaign oh did they okay yeah yeah okay. it says all good things must come to an end and uh it's great stuff there and uh and, and now that they've ended it it makes me want to go in and actually make sure that i catch and watch all of them yeah there's a lot of them I mean, it's not like four. There's like twenty of them. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited about this. I've never seen a brand engage people in this way, and this is this is awesome stuff. Yeah, and it's great to see a huge brand using, you know, uh, you know, they're not saying, "Hey, go to OldSpice.com." Right. They're using. They're having the conversation. I love to talk about this, but as a brand, you have to say, "Where's the conversation happening?" And if over 50% of Facebook users are on Facebook every single day, then maybe you should be there instead of trying to bring me to your website. I'll eventually get to your website, but talk to me where I'm already talking. And for a lot of people, that's Facebook. For other people, it's YouTube. So I love that they're just saying, hey, we're just going to have these on YouTube. I'm sure they're at OldSpice.com as well. But I love that they're okay with that because they understand it's building their brand no matter what. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that. I've not even gone to OldSpice.com. Let me look at that and just see. Because yeah. I mean, you don't. I don't need to come to oldspice.com, but yeah, that I don't know that they actually have the. They have the real commercials. I don't. I don't see. Uh, let me go. <laughs> they have the real. Yeah, they don't have the the new Hello, media ladies. stuff. How are you? Fantastic. Does your man look like me? No. Can he smell like me? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I I love it. I th- I think it's it's the most brilliant ad campaign that I think I've ever seen, and and I'm I'm happy they did it. Yep. Yeah. It, um, hopefully, some other brands will see that you don't have to take yourself so seriously. 
to to be a really strong brand. Yeah, so. and, and the other thing is, is I, th- I think the perfect example here is it's about engaging in conversation with your audience, and and even if you're just having fun with it, you're, you're he's having conversation with individuals. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, right. take note, take note. Don't just listen to that and think it's a good idea, business owners. Yeah, you you can do that. You know. Yeah, Rob is in the chat room. And he says it represents everything that's right about social media. I Absolutely. I would I would agree with that. All right, so let's move on. You you've got in here a big huge outline for us to talk about what's <laughs> the perfect application and will it ever exist? So can I tell you my motivation for asking this question? Yep. Is that you know as a you know as co-host of Business Tech Weekly and I've talked about this before Cliff, I feel compelled to at least try new tools that come out, new sites, new services. You know, sometimes I pay for them to try them out just to, so I can tell our audience, you know, try it or, or, or drop it. Okay, I'm not afraid to say if something stinks. Right. So, you know, I am, as, as I continue to do this, there's also other, other services. There's always new services that pop up and this, they're standalone. Okay. But there's other services that are starting to integrate and most of them are starting to integrate with Google apps for the most part or Gmail. To, you know, for instance, high-rise and MailChimp, right? You can tag someone in high-rise and you can import all the people that have been tagged with that label into MailChimp and send them an e-newsletter, right? right. So that's an integration. And that's what I'm talking about. So what got me thinking about this is I, I love these different services, but will there ever be a day and could there ever be a day that, that sort of the perfect service is built? And what really got me thinking about this was I saw an article that I linked to about uh, Skype being built into more applications, like natively, so you don't have to open up an extra Skype window. So if you can imagine you're in high rise and you click on someone's, you know, call me button, and it's going to have whether on or off on Skype, so you can call them right through high rise right. or right through Google or whatever it might be, right through your Gmail. So you can do some of that in Gmail. I mean, I, you can call me via voice on Gmail. It has a voice chat in, enabled. But what I got to thinking is, you know, because you and I use some of these different services, what would it have to have for it to be truly the perfect, you know, all-encompassing service? And where would it, where would it begin? And my, my hypothesis is it would start with Gmail, uh, start with your email inbox. And... And what would it have and what would it not have? And do we ever think it's even going to be possible to have that? Okay, that's a good question. I, for, for my initial thought is that I'm not necessarily looking for one application. Uh, I, I don't know that I want a one side, you know, the <laughs> one application to rule them all um, mm-hmm. application. I, I, I like the fact that there's, you know, tons of competition out there. I like the fact that, you know, I, I want... I want developers to take what their application does and to do it extremely well with such excellence. And, and so I'm not, you know, I, I don't know that I want, like, for example, Gmail tried Google Buzz, right? I don't want Google, <laughs> I don't want my inbox to be tied to a social networking service. It's just not, it's, I don't want that to happen. And I, I you know, they, of course, and let's talk about why just real quick. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. But give me an example about why it would be a detriment to your your email activity if, let's say, for instance, you could look at all your Facebook notifications and Twitter. You know, you could have Twitter lists and all those things somehow connected to your Gmail inbox. Yeah, I, or, you know, why, why would that be a negative? Because I, I actually have myself organized and structured uh, with a strategy of how I. I I prioritize the types of com- com- uh, conversations that I have, and so. I I like to keep my inbox down to a minimum and mm-hmm. I like to make sure that I focus on that first and foremost. Uh that's where I tell people if hey, if you need something from me immediately or or you know sometime, you know, within a pretty fast basis, I'd rather you email me than pick up the phone and call me. And if I notice that you know the email communication is something that requires a phone call, let's we'll schedule it from that point forward. But email's the place that I like to have that initial, you know, touch. But social media, these things, there are so many different things that people say that are interesting that would prompt me to want to respond to something that they've said. 
mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily as high priority as me answering the five emails that are in my inbox. Mm-hmm. And I hate the idea of those things distracting me from a project that I'm currently working on. Right. I think that last sentence, Cliff, is the one that I think summarizes very well You know, a reason why some of these integrations would be a really bad idea. And as much as you and I love multitasking, you know, uh, and I think that it is it can be very counterproductive. For instance, some people have TweetDeck, and and I'll be talking to them, and I'll hear these little you know pings or tweets or something in the background of them getting new messages, and I'm like, how do you how do you live with that? I mean, how do you just have message after message popping up all the time? And it's an issue of productivity, and so. I knew that you would have some strong opinions about this. That's why I wanted to have the conversation. And also what, what it's come out of, uh, or my motivation for having the conversation about, you know, what's the perfect app. And, and again, I'd love some listener feedback. We got some really great emails, you know, privately, not to our feedback, but for some really appreciative listeners this week, which I, I want to say thanks to those who sent those to me. But I'm interested to know, you know, for instance, High Rise and 37 Signals is very well known for saying no. Yep. And I think to their detriment at some point, like at some point I'm, I'm not impressed because you don't have a better connection between high rise, which you own and built and base camp, which you own and built. You know, I think it should be a lot easier for me to get people from high rise to base camp. Yeah. At least a shared contact list. Like, yeah, I mean anything. I mean, it's just the only, the only connection between high rise and base camp is that I there you know there there's only one login for them yeah but you know it it's it's very frustrating to the point of I'm still looking for alternatives because I'm going why do I have both these services when really the only connection is they're one tab away from each other you know so my point is you know how can high rise be improved and they're not going to jump off and make seven improvements because that's not what they do but if I could have high rise incorporated with Skype to where I could have a new workflow where it's like, listen, I, or Basecamp, let's say Basecamp. So project management, I've got three different people that I need to talk to about this. Why can't I go into Basecamp and, you know, have it record a three-way conversation between me and two other people on the project and save it right into Basecamp? I think that would be wonderful. Yeah. You know, uh, and that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of the direction I'm going of, you know, what are some things that, you know, and again, I, I understand and I agree with you fundamentally that competition is good, but I think that there are some services that are getting close, but they miss it. For instance, Gist is a service that I'd like to endorse more because it does integrate all my email conversation automatically between you and I. If I go to your profile, I can say, okay, Cliff, and I have all your contact information. It's going to go on the web and find all your RSS feeds. It's going to pull on your Facebook, pull on your Twitter, do a lot of those things automatically. And also, it's going to keep track of all of our email communication back and forth automatically. And, and that's great. But then I go and I go, I want to make some notes. And it gives me like one little piece of paper sort of area for notes versus high rise, which I can do a lot of individual separate notes. I can attach documents, voice memos, things like that. So just gets it in a lot of ways, but other ways it's 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 not. It, it misses the boat big time. So you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to get us to think about and our listeners is you know, because we live in such a small world because of you know the internet. You know, maybe if we <laughs> rise up and ask for these ideas and say, you know, could you integrate that? Would you think about integrating that? Because again, Skype is looking to make themselves a part of more services. So, you know, where would you want, Cliff, if you could, if I can ask you to stretch and think, okay, this one service I would improve by at least adding this. In your workflow, what would it be right now? Well, I'd say if, I mean, obviously I think HiRise, because I use HiRise, it is, it is my favorite application because it is the one place that I, I invest my time and energy in. I, I build... I build into the information that HiRise stores for me. And what I like is the, or what I wish that they had was a way of syncing my contacts with Google. Um, with Google. Um, Thank you. That's you know, a great one, Cliff. That, I mean, great. 
I I hate the I hate the ha- the fact that I have a contacts database in Google and a contacts database in Highrise, and and if I add fifteen or twenty new clients this week to Highrise, and I am out and about and I want to email them from my email client, I can't do it because Gmail doesn't know about those people. Exactly. I hate exactly. that. Um, now, of course. In all fairness to HiRise, thank you for providing an official iPhone application that allows me to go in and access mm-hmm. my contacts. I thank you for that, but it's Absolutely. still, I wish that I didn't have to go that way. I wish I could just open up my email and start typing a name and that client that my assistant put in, all that email address is already there in Google. It's in my phone because Google is what I use to sync all my information to my iPhone contact list. Yeah. So. And then you go again. You've got, so you've got iPhone to Google connection, right? Yep. Right. Yes. Which again, and that's the other thing. We, as, as so many more things go mobile, you want your contact there as well. Yep. Right? Yep. And so you, you do have them there, Cliff, because you have them in your iPhone and you also have them in your high rise. But you know what I get? Yeah, it's it's the same question well, you asked. Well, here's, why can't we have those sync? Okay, well I understand why. All right, because here's the deal: you 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 go ahead and let's just say you're you're high rise, and you say, okay, well we're going to do this because we use Google email as well, and and I totally agree with you. But then they say, okay, well uh, then they've got a whole segment of people. It's like, well I use Yahoo Mail. Why won't yeah. you do that for me? Oh, but I use Hotmail. Why won't you? Do- oh, I use AOL Mail. Why don't you? Oh, I use Outlook and I have a pop account, but I want to be able to sync with mine. And and then all of a sudden, they're no longer in the contact management database, uh, how to re- manage your relationships, but now they're a contact, you know, synchronized software. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, 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 I don't know that it's as quick and easy as just saying, hey, that... Uh, I, and, and instead of doing the the sync, they actually provided the app that does allow me, no matter where I'm at, to have access to my most up to date and recent contact list in high rise. And so, and and not to mention the fact that with the iPhone, I am able to click on the phone or, or click on a number, and it dials the phone immediately. I am able to click on their email address, and it opens up my iPhone's email. So, but but the thing within is, high, within your high rise app, you're saying. Within, yeah, within, no, within uh, my iPhone. It'll, if I pull up my high rise and I pull up Andy Traub and I click on your email address, I think it will close the high rise app and open up my email. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, again, that's like, hey, they're talking to each other. Actually, no, it does it within the high rise app. So it, oh, nice. it, it does actually pull the email program up within the app. Okay. So, so they okay. they've actually even got that even nice. So so um there's that functionality. So I'm happy that they've done that. But still it doesn't I I totally agree. There I hate the fact that you know in my desktop web-based version of email which is what I use I mean it's open all the time in a tab hidden away you know tucked away a little bit so I'm not checking it all day long. But there's a little. I hate the fact that when I go to type in a person's name, it's not in there because I put all that information in High Rise, but it's not yet in my Gmail. I have to yeah. go to High Rise. I have to right click, copy email address, yeah. paste in. Did and, I? Did I tell you the update on the WordPress plugin for High Rise? Uh, no, but I, I I just knew that I was not interested in what you showed me. But uh, is there something <laughs> new? Well, for those who are. Well, one is the first thing is it was duplicating contacts when it imported them. Yeah. So if you go to andytribe.com slash you, then you, then it's got a form and someone could fill it out. And and now it automatically adds them to my high rise and adds a follow up to contact them in twenty four hours. And it in their con in their um, high rise contact, it shows that that our initial connection was through a uh, was through a, a contact form on my website. Okay, so it does all those things for me. But uh, I saw something on the forum this week, and someone said, well, hey, I'd love to add them, just like we talked about. Uh, I'd love to add them to my email list as well, which is separate than High Rise. And so this guy put out a script, and I don't, I'm not knowledgeable enough to under- understand where to put the script, but he said, if you add this script, it will also email you their address, and so it would be added to your Google Contacts, which is what I want. Right. You know, I want I want people to be in both places. Right. And so it's not so much about the plugin, even though I love the plugin now. I love to send people there and say, please fill this out as a help to me. 
But I'll tell you when I do that, Cliff, is it's when someone emails me and I'm like, okay, I want to have them in my high rise, but I don't want to go over there and input it. So I say, hey, can you head over there real quick and just put your information in? That way I'll be able to contact you know you more easily or keep track of our conversations better. And 99% of people do it, no problem. It's great. But I guess I just get frustrated that I really do like high rise so much. And if they're so good at saying no, then why can't they say no? We only do Gmail. You know what I mean? And it's not just that, but I just, I well, I think you would say that, but somebody else would say, why don't you say no? We only do Yahoo. I mean, would you be happy if they actually branched out and said, well, I don't think that's a very strong argument given the fact that I don't know a lot of people. I mean, wouldn't you agree if you ask 10 people, you know, what's better, Gmail or Yahoo, that eight or nine of them are going to say Gmail? Uh, well, I think the, Gmail is unique with, and it really with treats the group that you, differently. With the group that you and I hang out with, probably. But yeah. uh, overall, no, I would not agree with that. I know. And, and, I'm, and my wife still uses Hotmail. So, I, you know, yeah. what am I talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would stay, I would say you'd be shocked at how many clients that I help on a weekly basis that ha- still use AOL. Really? Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have lots of Yahoo and Hotmail and, you know, I, I get that. But, and, and again, this is, it's not just about high rides either. I mean, I want us to have a conversation and, and this is what's healthy is when you do push, and not in a negative way, like you suck unless you implement this, but if you, if you say it would be great if you could do this or I would appreciate this, if there's enough people who do that or if there's a service that came out that all the functionality in it you know, did sync with Google, then I would consider switching. You know, if it if it was as simplistic and clean as high rise, but it did sync with my Google, I'm not loyal to high rise. I don't have a personal Jason Fried, we've talked to him, he, he seems like a nice guy and all, but I'm not loyal to him for twenty five bucks a month if the service isn't what I need. And I guess I'm just feeling more and more um compelled to look for services that do have that integration with Google because you and I do spend so much time you know, and have so much information in that. Yeah. See, uh, I, 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 I'm tied. I'm tied to high rise. I, I knew that I was, I knew that for me, signing up for high rise to do what I wanted to do with high rise was like making a commitment to marry this company. Sure. I, I, I honestly, I mean, it, it's it, obviously I didn't, I'm not in a covenant relationship with them or anything <laughs> like that. But I, I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. For, for better or for worse, I have, I have looked at what they have. I understand their business model. I understand they say no a lot. Uh, and I understand that buying this today, I see what the features are. I see the limitations that are here. But I see the commitment that they have given to uh, uptime. I see the commitment they have to making what they have work and making it snappy and fast. And I see that they do have the, you know, they occasionally will add a new something here or there and tweak some things to make it better. And I said to myself, can I do what's most important to me in my business in managing my relationships with what I already have in the event that they never, ever add a new feature? And Mm -hmm. I said to myself, yes. And so I made the commitment and I dove in. And so, um, you know, what I do is I... I, I actually use them for all their strengths and I, you know, I mitigate the, the um, losses of, of what they don't offer with other products and or services. And um, they, don't, they definitely don't fully uh, integrate with other services, but they do have an API that people can build some stuff on. And uh, I, I, th- I think it's a perfect opportunity for a, a third-party company to come out and say, you know what? I want, you know, I, I'm in the, me- I'm in the business of helping people have one place on the web where you have contacts and, and mm-hmm. so I am, you know, contactsource.com or whatever, I don't know. And, and I started this business and I want to be that one place that is the end all be all of contacts. And is, if you put it here, it's everywhere. So if you use Google, if you use Yahoo, yep. I integrate it all for you. And by the way, I happen to know how to actually get the contacts from high rise into my service. Now, as the programmer, I understand that, you know, they have some limitations. They don't allow me to take the stuff you put into, into Google and allow me to add new data to your high rise account that they mm-hmm. don't give me that access. But I, if you put it in high rise 
and I will extract it out of there and I will distribute to, distribute it to all your other places. Mm-hmm. See, I would totally love that. And and yeah. there's nothing about high rise right now that would not allow that. So it's just waiting for somebody else to come along and make the service. But I don't think yeah. I don't think that I don't I I'm not waiting for high rise to give it to me because when I signed up, I signed up understanding that they don't sync with Google and 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 I'm I certainly didn't sign up and say I'm gonna go in here and I'm I'm just I, I I'm just expecting that one day they will do this for me. Mm-hmm. Another another problem with expecting changes from companies or companies saying yes, it's for instance, Hootsuite said, it's probably two months ago now, they said that they were, you know, we are officially working on an iPad app. Not an iPhone app, an iPad app. And that was two months ago. And it's been crickets ever since. You know, just nothing. Yep. No, no word on anything. And that's the problem. It's like, if just say we're thinking about it. Don't say you're working on it because I'm going every day it doesn't come out. I'm disappointed, you know? And so that's the other part of it is you set yourself up for failure when you say, oh, we'll consider that. Well, what does that mean? It means that my hopes are still alive. You know what I mean? So in the meantime, I've abandoned using Hootsuite on my iPad completely and I go to a different client. And the point of that is, you know, have realistic realistic expectations for your customers. If the answer is no, just say no. Don't say yes or maybe just to be nice. Just say no, because then I'm not disappointed, you know? Yep. So tell me, Cliff, of, and I'm interested to hear this, because you and I both, you know, are very consistent in our use of, you know, Google Calendar. Yep. Would you see any integration with Google Calendar anywhere else? Uh, no, because Google Calendar is my end-all, be-all of my, my uh, stuff. Now, I understand that there's a way... Or, or, or I think I looked into it. Was there or was there not a way to actually take my tasks and turn that into an iCal? Or was that another service? I think that was another service. Um, I don't recall. I think it may have been. I, I recall something with... with um, are you talking out of Google or out, yeah, into, no, out of out high-rise? No, out of high-rise. My tasks, you know, because that's my task manager. You yeah. know, that, that's where I look and say, you know, I have two overdue tasks from yesterday. I have... T- two tasks right, right, to do today and I've, I see that I have eight more tasks to do for the rest of this week. Right. Um, so, so from what I understand, I, I think it was a different service though that allowed me to um, import, to export that as a, you know, as a Google calendar. And then all of a sudden that would actually show as a calendar on Google calendar that I could actually pull up and I could right. see all my tasks when they're due. But that, you know what? I, I, I tried that with, it was not high rise. It was another service that I tried um, but I didn't like it. And so what What I decided is that, you know what? Google is where I book appointments. Mm-hmm. And High Rise is where I put tasks. Yeah. And I yeah, used... Exactly. I used to put tasks on my calendar. But then I had an issue where I had tasks on my calendar and in High Rise. And I'm like, yeah. man, I've got all these different task lists. And I said, you know what? No, I'm going to force myself to commit to the relationship that I had committed to with high rise and by golly they do tasks and they do it right oh yeah definitely and so they're the, they're better at doing tasks than google calendar's little task thing that google calendar's task thing's a joke exactly and that's i mean that again that's a good example of a frustration because i would love to use that but then i go wait a minute all my and again i just i get frustrated by this but that's just you know it's a progression of separate companies and they're both great companies. Okay, 37 Signals, Google, obviously, Gmail, they're that, that area. But I, I just, I get frustrated because, yes, I, I've tried to use Google Tasks and went, are you kidding me how hard this is? <laughs> you know, and how vague it is and, you know, sort of just blah versus the amount of customization I can do with Rise. And, you know, I use the Rise email to create a task a lot. You know, someone will, you know, send me a reminder and I'll just forward it to, the email address that's, you know, task for this week or task for tomorrow or task for today, it'll automatically make that task. And I, I love that. I love that part of high rise. So, um, I don't know, I guess. See, I never even know, thought of using that, th- those email drop boxes. Yeah. I, I, so I, let's just say someone sends me uh, a note and says, uh, you know, well, and I, I know this for, for instance, I took uh, notes on a conversation, sent them to a client and also sent me a copy and then I forwarded it as a task because I had to do one thing. 
and it's a task for tomorrow. And each one of those task categories, task today, tomorrow, this week, next week, and later, they all have their own uh, email addresses. Yep. And HiRise makes it very simple. And I know you know this stuff, but for our listeners, HiRise makes it very simple. When you sign up, you can download all those addresses as a, is it a CVS file? Something like that. But it's a packet of, of addresses that you can then import into uh, your Google contacts. And so when I start to type the word task, it pulls up CSV. Thank you, Vicky, in the chat. Um, CVS is a pharmacy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but it, it, it will bring up all those different addresses, just like if I had two people I knew named Cliff and I start typing the word Cliff in my address book, it'll pull up those email addresses. But right. I use that a lot to create tasks. And again, that's an example of high-rise integrating and saying, hey, why don't we make this easier for you to create tasks and you don't have to be in high-rise. So it's not that high-rise stinks. I'm not saying that. I just, you get greedy after a while and you want everything to sort of, you know, work together. Um, but obviously that's not, that's not a... Yeah, I, I, the, the, I just take the other approach. I say, you know what, I, I, you know, was this valuable enough for me to invest in? Yes, it was. Did I understand what the limitations were going into it? Yes. Do, is there something else I want to accomplish that this doesn't do? Yes. All right. Well, do I do I think that you know high rise is going to do it? No. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So what do I do? Well, uh, I go yeah. find a different service that allows me to do that task. But I understand it gets frustrating when there's some duplication, and and I I cannot I cannot bring myself to use Basecamp at all. I cannot even consider using Basecamp. I tried. I was thinking about it. I was I. I couldn't even, it's the fact that they have a contact list over there and a contact list in Hi-Rise and it's the same company and they can't actually sync between their own servers. Nope. Yeah. Forget it now. Yeah. So it's I, very frustrating. That would be and, and frustrating. And if I'm going to abandon one service in my arsenal right now, it would be Basecamp. I mean, I brought it back in. I left it for a while. I brought it back in to manage some things. But, um, you know, it, it's the same problem that, that you ran into, I, I think, is, you know, you, you're asking other people to come in and be a part of a program they're not familiar with. And yeah. it, it might sound overly simplistic, but it's like, it's only good if they know how to use it, yeah. you know? And, and it's not complicated, but if you've never seen it before, then, you know, and I send you this invite to the service, sometimes people are confused or they just don't think about it. Right. You know, they just don't flat out think about it. Now people who get Basecamp and use it often, you know, it's, it's great. I love working with those people, you know, because, they really, we really can maximize, uh, you know, base camp. But, you know, for others, it's just confusing. And, and I, I'm having a hard time paying 30 bucks for a service that people don't understand. Right. You know? Yep. But there's some free alternatives, and, I, and I'll probably end up using those for some other people. But, um, you know, the, the one other one, the other point I want to bring up, Cliff, uh, before we leave this is that I do think that there's some document collaboration, and, and I'm still using Google Docs a lot. I'm, I'm using Dropbox and Google Docs between those two. I'm really in the cloud, you know. Uh, you know, I would love to see, you know, the ability to, and all I end up doing is I use a, a write board or I use a, you know, a, I create a link somewhere in a, in a contact to a Google document in Highrise. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there's ways around it. That's for sure. Yeah. Because every time somebody orders something, you know, I, I create a spreadsheet that that you know tracks their mm-hmm. order and everything like that and all the other stuff. And I create that in Google Docs. And actually, I don't. My assistant creates it in Google Docs, and then she goes and creates a note on the contact and says, "Hey, here's a link to the order." Mm-hmm. And I just click on that link, and it opens up the Google spreadsheet. So I I always have reference to it. I don't have to go into Google spreadsheets and look up their name or anything. It's it's a direct URL right. to that that spreadsheet or that document. And, uh, and that's a great tip for our listeners. I mean, you and I take that for granted, but you know, if, if you can't integrate a, a Google document in, into your service, and there used to be actually a way within uh, Basecamp, you can actually embed a, a Google document and work with it in, inside there. But again, it was just such a geeky code, you know, do this, embed this, take this out. Now I just make a link to it. So, yeah. you know, we can still be in Basecamp, but if I want to get to that folder or file, I don't have to, like, go to my Google Documents, you know, navigate to that. It's, you know, it's put it somewhere in that high-rise or that Basecamp. Just put a link to the document, yeah. and that, that would work fine. Yeah. But I wanted to push you a little bit today, Cliff, 
because I know that you you have your workflow and that you you manage your you know your your activities very well and you have your systems. Um, but you know, I think it's healthy to have the conversations and, and dream a little bit and and figure out you know why why it, would it be a good thing and why would it be a bad thing to to try to incorporate these services all into each other. And 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 the last thing I want to say is again what we always say we would pay for a lot of these things. Yep. You know, I was very, very disappointed and frustrated by a reply I got from Hootsuite when I had some issues one time. And they said, you know, please don't have so high expectations. We're a free service. Oh, gosh, and, I hate my, that. My response is, we'll I didn't ask you to be free. You know, I would pay for your service. And they are coming out with some paid services for Hootsuite. Yep. Um, but, you know, don't let that be your excuse. Oh, you know? gosh, I hate those words. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so the point is I was making is, uh, and I apologize, I'm kind of cloudy today, but the, the point I'm making is that I would pay more for some of these services. I mean, how much would it be worth more for me to have a service like HiRise that also integrated with my Google? A lot. You know, it saves me time. You know, it saves me frustration. And and uh, I, I don't want, I, I agree with you, Cliff, and you brought up a great point that I don't think you want one service to be the be all and end all. Uh, because then innovation doesn't happen as well. But, you know, Google doesn't have to innovate as much as they just have to buy companies that did innovate. Yeah. So, well, uh, I'll tell you, I would be very disappointed if, if Google bought High Rise. I really would. No, I don't think that'll ever happen. I, I don't think it ever will. On principle but, alone. Yeah. I mean, you know. But but what I'm saying is that I I like I like High Rise. And, and of course, one of the things you you may have come to know from me is I'm a minimalist anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, matter of fact, I don't know if you know this, but I've actually, I, I don't send, you know how you, when you create a, a MailChimp campaign and you can have it update, you know, when somebody clicks and opens your email, it'll actually put a little note inside their high rise account and all that stuff. Sure. I, I turned all that functionality off. I, I, yeah. I, I it's just like, you know what? I, I don't need to go in and be notified if somebody opened an email or if I, you know, <laughs> and so that's not something I definitely need to know. And, yeah. and so it's like you know what, just cut the cut those ties right there. I, I Cliff, that's a great reminder. Just because it exists, doesn't mean that you have to use it. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I think that's what services like High Rise are good about. It's just because we can do it doesn't mean we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a good reminder. What, you know, if you find yourself distracted, it might be your own fault. You know. What What if, like for example, what if uh, here's a service High Rise could offer? What if High Rise said, you know what, we're going to start allowing you to invoice your clients right from our software? It's it, it's it, we don't do any accounting stuff. We don't track if you. You know how yeah. much money? It's just we're, we're we'll just take gonna, your deal and make an make an invoice. Yeah, we're going to send. You can actually send an invoice, and it'll automatically create a task and remind you whether or not you've received it and all this stuff. Blah yeah. blah blah. I don't do that. I, I use QuickBooks Online. I go and create it. I go and create a uh, an invoice over there. And you know what I do? I then go into High Rise and say I send an invoice, confirm payment received next week or two weeks or whatever as a task. Yeah. As a task. Yep. And uh, sometimes I forget to do that, and, and QuickBooks just has its own ongoing unpaid invoice uh, thing. Sure. So, yeah, I think that's a good example. That's yeah. a good example so, of things they could do. But they could they, they could do? But do I want them? I, I don't. It's not only you know will they do it. It's like I don't even know if I I, I want them to do it. Well, you yeah. can you have to go to QuickBooks anyway. Yeah. That's where you manage all of your your finances. So exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, thanks for letting me push you a little bit today. <laughs> I just ran out of my music. <laughs> now we have to go another three and a half minutes, man. <laughs> Ready to go. But anyway, uh, hey, we want to hear from you guys. What What are your thoughts on technology? What kind of things would you like us to cover? Do you have questions? Give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. That phone number again is 859-795-4067. We want to hear from you. If you have a technology tip, a new tool, a new service that you like, uh, that you find product- helping you become more productive and more efficient in your workflows and all that other good jazz, can you give us a call, 859-795-4067, let us know. And in fact, you know what I just realized is we have a voicemail from Scott about uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. mind mapping that unfortunately I'm going to have to say we're going to have to play next week. So Scott, Sorry, Scott. my bad understand this i know that your voicemail is there and i very much apologize for putting you off yet another week (laughs) 
<laughs> the anticipation of Scott. I can't wait. That's right. He, and mind mapping. Hey, you know what yeah. I, I decide is that, you know, mind mapping might not be such a bad idea if they had they had straight lines instead of curved lines. <laughs> Somebody put something in the chat about that. They said they have straight lines, but I'm with you. All right. Who has straight lines in mind mapping? I want to know. I don't want any little curved lines. <laughs> I want, you know. If, Cliff Ravenscraft, you are so particular. It's comical. I, I, I love it. I want nine. If, if it can't be <laughs> straight from one thing to the other, I want 90 degree angles. All right. Someone calling with some feedback. I want. Up. I want. So particular. I want <laughs> branches. I want trees. I want you know all that good stuff. But don't sit. Don't sit there and use a curved line. Seriously. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back again next week uh, here, BusinessTechWeekly.com. Tell everybody you know about us. We love to hear from you. And also, uh, check out um, gspn.tv slash plus. Get an episode every single week, my friends. Yeah. Every single week. gspn.tv slash plus. And uh, not only that, but as soon as you become a plus member, you immediately have access to all the prior episodes. 39 prior to this one. So, that's a lot of Cliff and Andy talking about technology. Amen. All right. Anyway, until next time, everybody, we encourage you to join the community.